Calvin, what's your favorite thing about America? Oh, uh, my favorite thing about America? I think it's Chick-fil-A, <laughs> to be totally honest. Man, do you when we were going down to Florida and had our first Chick-fil-A experience, it was incredible. Chick-fil-A is so good. Like, this guy came up and refilled our drinks for us. He picked up our cups, went to the machine, and refilled them. I know. I know. And they brought our food over the table for us, and we told them it was our first time there, and they were... They were way more excited than we were <laughs> that it was our first time. It was amazing. And we parked the RV in the employee of the month parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, we came out and it was washed. Car was washed as we came out. That, that was amazing. amazing. I love that. Restaurant. I mean, that was because it was a, a, a charary car wash out there. Yeah, but we had to pay for it. But. That's at least a Chick-fil-A. Amazing experience. Yeah. You got to go. All right, folks, welcome back to the Open Road Podcast. You're here with Calvin. And Jeremy. This is the podcast where we uh, interview people with interesting traits and hobbies and uh, find out how to get more adventure in our everyday life. Yeah, we sort of have a loose idea of the topics we want to cover in our conversation to help you find a holistic picture uh, for adventure. And today we're kind of diving a little bit more into the whole idea of exploration and the outdoors. So pretty classic place to find adventure. I think as we do this podcast, our idea for finding adventure just gets looser and looser, <laughs> as opposed to the other areas of life where it should get uh, more, more of a tight idea. Yeah, it is interesting because I think like the whole idea of looking at every day as an adventure, mm-hmm. you know, you it just there's just so many different little things, and it's it's almost less about the, like we're kind of coming up with an interesting definition for adventure because it has so many different definitions to different people, and I think that's what's been cool about the podcast is to get those different perspectives. You know what I'm looking forward to? What are you looking forward to, Kyle? This summer, our annual camping trip. Our annual camping trip. Our surefire way to at least add one guaranteed weekend of adventure yes. to our summers. Mandatory. Summers fly by. I know. And so we found if you don't, uh, if you're not intentional about making some time out for a, a good trip, you know, it's just gonna pass you by. And for you and me, like I realize, we have to make that a priority, or else it will just totally slip by. We'll we'll forget all about it and. Yeah, those have been awesome. Yeah, so, they've been kind of good retreats to kind of get away and to just refocus on, uh, you know, we usually do it kind of before fall start, so it's just yeah. a, a nice time. September, the bugs are gone. Yeah. Lakes are pretty empty. Yeah. Yeah. So we, two years ago, we started out, we took this little tinny boat, and we had this thing. It was pretty loaded. We had a lot of <laughs> ideas, a lot of fun stuff we wanted to do, and took a lot of gear with us. We took so much gear. As we bombed out into the wilderness. <laughs> And I mean that was a that was that trip where we were like, hey, well, do we take a canoe or like you? It was your cottage, and we had the the availability of a nine point nine tin boat, so yeah. like it had a motor on it, and it could kind of navigate through pretty like tight places. So we're like, let's just load this thing yeah. up. Yeah, and we were able to cover like fifty kilometers. Yeah. of lake, which was amazing. Yeah, so I mean, we literally spared no like anything we thought would be useful. We brought. It. I mean, it fit in the <laughs> boat, so why not? We had like a pellet gun. We had like this huge camping stove. Yeah, what a, multiple like tons of fishing tackle. Oh yeah, and we had like two not two tents, but like we had no. our tent, we, like sleeping like bags, full size tent. Yeah. Like, uh, what's we were living in we luxury. Had? We had beer. a giant cooler. Yeah, beer. We had like just any. That trip though, we didn't take that much food on because we planned on catching food. Yes, which we did. We kind of brought like the the fixings that would go around yeah. a delicious fish fry. Yeah, we always bring a batter in hopes that we would catch some catch yeah. some fish, which we did. But that was the scary part because when we went fishing, well it was it was great and it was scary at the same time because 
we like went into this little cove and literally on the second cast you caught a really nice smallmouth. Mm-hmm. But then after that we had like no luck for like I know we were getting hours. And then I think I caught one more little one off our camping rock. And that was kind of it. And that was it. So if we wouldn't have had those, we would not have really eaten very well. I know. Yeah. Which would have been pretty scary. And this past year, we did the same thing where we didn't really bring a ton of food and we had decent luck. You did. I didn't catch anything. Dude, the wacky worms, man. Those things are dynamite. I rushed with those. Gary Yamamoto. So let's just contrast those two trips. So so the, the first time we went, we took a boat. We like loaded it to the gills. Yeah. When we just talked about that list, it didn't actually sound like that much stuff, but I just no. remember it being a lot of it's stuff. It's because we had, like, packs and coolers. Yeah. And like, yeah. But then this other trip, we literally took two kayaks. Yeah. And they were sea kayaks, so not really that – it wasn't really that, like, smart or, like – No. Like, if it would have been wavy, we would have been crushed and our gear would have been soaked. Easily dunked because we went to Georgian Bay, which is part of the Great Lakes system, so it's you know, there's huge open water. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a blast. We went out to a sweet little, I guess it was an island? can't remember. Maybe it was mainland, but just We just kind of paddled until we found a good spot. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Like, we, we set out, and we, and we packed gear, and we were like, all right, let's go. We're going to obviously camp, but we had mm-hmm. no idea where we were going to end up. I thought that was kind of cool. And, again, like, we took a lot less gear, but my theory is, like, for that trip, if we can fit it on the boat, might as well take it. Yeah. Well, we had two kayaks, right? So what yeah. do we have? We had a tent. We had a little mini cooler. Uh, we had two sleeping bags. I mean, I brought a thermorest because I'm, you yeah, because you're a bit of a. I don't want to sleep on the ground. <laughs> you're a bit of a. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say. I'm it. not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. No. And then what else do we have? We had our fishing rods yeah. and uh, taking tackle always takes up a lot of space. Yeah, because like, you got the we tackle both box. have like decent tackle boxes and multiple rods, and so it, it's. But we have to do it. We did only take two rods. Oh, you bought. So this was pretty funny. So I had really good luck fishing, and I caught like lots of bass. And it was just like, um, and like my record largemouth bass, which is just this amazing feeling. And uh, Calvin bought this new rod because another one had broken, and it broke on like your second cast. Yeah, that was brutal. So yeah. here I am, like reeling in all these fish, uh, and then Calvin is getting skunked and snapped his rod right now. Busted head. stump of a rod. That was that was awful. And it was a fish on there that snapped it too. So really? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. A big old pike or something. Big, yeah, a big pike. Yeah. Did you see it? Yep. Oh yeah, I think you saw. Yeah. You told me that. That was, but you know what? I uh, I fought hard and I got them to send me a new rod right away. And yeah, that they, was nice they that they did that. For me that too, was really was nice awesome. that they did that. Yeah. So as we look forward to this year, what do you think we're gonna do? Go lots of gear or light gear? No, I wanna I wanna start lightening lightening it up a bit. Yeah. And being more intentional about um about trying to just live off of what we're what we have at hand, like in the bush and on on our site wherever we find it. Do so. you think we're qualified for that? No, but I mean the <laughs> the only way to get qualified for that is to do it and yeah. try it, right? So yeah. that's uh, that's a good goal for us, I think. And I think it's it's always just a weekend trip. So like, what's the worst? Exactly. That's the, the worst question. Could what's the worst that could happen in two days? We starve for two or three days, which is fine. And start eating some mushrooms or berries, which are guaranteed to help us with our yeah. nourishment. Well, I don't think you really need a lot of knowledge when it comes to mushrooms. Like you can just eat whatever. I right? think it's whatever, as long as you cook them. <laughs> or is it raw that you got to eat them? So, anyways. Stay tuned this uh, this summer for that adventure. We might survive. We might not, depending on the mushrooms. I mean, we maybe maybe we'll be really inspired and we'll want to bring like a car battery and record at, in the middle of nowhere. No, and then we're I'm back to square one. I'm getting a uh, a mobile recorder, dude. So we're so gonna we're, we we're gonna bring an it and we're gonna record episodes on our trips. That'd be wicked. Yeah, That's I'm, great, dude. I'm looking on Kijiji right now for one. Oh, sick. Yeah, and it actually is very sick because it has good mics that are just on the unit, but then it also has two XLRs. What? So yeah, they're very. That's cool. wicked. They're very cool. So, but but people don't really sell them very often because they're so 
like good like people who have them use them oh, and sure. knew they're yeah, like yeah. 500 bucks but uh used them trying to get one for 150 so donations yeah pass us some if money you want to hear a great story of us living off the land you know we need the equipment to do so 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 yeah so th- that's kind of you know we've made those trips a priority and they've been really really fun just yeah. kind of a good escape and you know they're just relaxing like you're fishing you're you're not really doing all that much but it's it's you know kind of brings you back to a simpler time we kind of leave our phones and yeah just it's like us and nature and yeah the intention it. to have an adventure yeah for sure uh so today we're again like we said at the beginning of the episode we're talking with zach and hannah and i mean they have some amazing uh adventure stories and uh they've you know explored s- super light backpacking and we get it what's called ultra light backpacking and they've uh definitely are a couple degrees down the line from where we are so it's kind of cool to get their perspective and they've like recently had a a child yeah little fella and so they and they've just been really intentional about not stopping their adventurous lifestyle and camping and hiking um they want to do it with this guy so yeah and they also started a podcast so we, we talk a little bit about that and we'll link to that in the show notes but uh we don't need to preface the conversation too no, much because no, no, we're no about way. to talk to them yeah so guys here's our conversation with zach and hannaway all right guys this is the open road podcast it's jeremy and calvin and we are here with zach and hannaway all the way from america how are you guys doing today <laughs> uh, pretty good we're great yeah now america is actually a pretty big place so why don't you tell us a little, a little in a little more detail where you guys are from uh, we're from the central coast of California. Central, north, south, or east, west? Central. West. West. Nice. <laughs> like the west. Central coast. I'm getting closer very, in my mind with it. The very west coast, like the westest yes. you can go of California, and um, the very middle of the coast. Well, not the exact right middle. Right in between LA and San Francisco. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. So today we want to chat with you guys a little bit about the whole idea of finding adventure in exploring uh the outdoors and do you think you guys could chat with us a little bit about exploration in terms of the outdoors uh yeah i think so yeah i think we have a little a little bit of experience yeah so why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about some of the adventures that you guys get yourself up to i know i just saw some cool uh pics of you guys you did a pretty big trip recently yeah yeah, we just got yeah. back from Yosemite, um, and uh, it's about five hours away. Six, five, oh, yeah, five, five hours. Um, we we drove up there with Forrest in the back, and For- Forrest is our son. He's a oh, little yeah. guy. He's yeah. one, almost one and a half, and we take him with us on our adventures, and makes it interesting, but still very fun and worth it. Uh, so we drove to Yosemite, and we camped with a couple friends in one of the campsites there um and yeah it was really it was really fun yeah it was our first time to yosemite with a baby and uh it was pretty crazy we were into backpacking and camping before we had a kid and then we decided we should just keep it up now that we've got one yeah we didn't really want to stop but we haven't been able to go backpacking since we've had him um, because we're still trying to figure out how we would actually do that. Uh, but camping with him is an adventure in itself. <laughs> when yeah. you say backpacking, do you mean hitchhiking? No. Because no. <laughs> oh. he would almost say... be awesome for hitchhiking. Like, who would oh, pick yeah. up that guy? We, 
But we'd definitely get a ride wherever yeah. we Yeah, that would be amazing. Just hold out the baby like Simba. We have yeah. a baby. Instead of a thumb. <laughs> Help! <laughs> um, no, when we, when we talk about back, we were planning on doing the John Muir Trail. It's 220 miles from Yosemite to Mount Whitney. Wow. And it's typically about, like, most people take about two weeks, maybe 20 days um, to do it. And we were planning on doing that. And so That's you, a... you carry all your gear and that's a pretty um, serious clip like to get that done in, in only 20 days no yeah 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 that's yeah. amazing well it's like what 10 miles a day or more right well, we were we were planning on around 15 miles a day before wow. we had a kid and um now that we have a kid i think there's no way that we could do that yeah we um, could do parts of it that's what we're pl- planning to do eventually is doing parts of it with him and then having someone like pick him up and then just us will finish the rest because oh, nice. it would be very hard to do with him <laughs> yeah yeah but i've been thinking more and more about backpacking with backpacking with forest because he has been he's been a, a trooper we go to big sur a lot and um we just got back from yosemite and we also go to the los padres national forest um and and camp there in california but it's just car camping so it's a little bit different sure backpacking we have to i mean our son has more gear than both of us. <laughs> so <laughs> pretty needy. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zach, last time we chatted you you mentioned uh some stuff about ultralight backpacking. Yeah, can we get some official definitions of what backpacking is compared to camping <laughs> and what ultralight backpacking is? Yeah, so backpacking, well, car camping or ca- what I would call camping is when like you roll up to your campsite, there's a fire ring, yeah. you have everything in your car. There's bathrooms right. There's bathrooms, oh, okay. maybe, there's or a, like a, por- or a porter potty. Maybe or, a little you know. swimming hole somewhere close by. Yeah. Yeah. And you you can bring a lot more stuff. Like you can bring a cooler, you can bring, uh, you know, a bunch of beer if you want. Whatever and, you can fit in your car, I guess. Whatever you can fit in your car, yeah. Yeah, and you can just store it in your car too. So it's not like you have to carry it anywhere. You just right. keep it there and it's easy to get to. So that's camping, but, which is a combination of the words car and camping. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it starts with C-A. C-A and then amping yeah. at the end of the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then backpacking is uh when you carry all your stuff and you typically hike at least five miles to your site so it's it's more of hiking nice and then carrying all of your gear so you get to see a lot more and you're not as close to people you don't have as much stuff because you got to carry it oh right you have to carry everything and so so you're very mindful of what you're packing sure right (laughs) and that's why i got into uh, lightweight or ultra lightweight backpacking because I um, destroyed my knees when I was young and I can't carry When I was young. Wait, what? <laughs> You're 25. I'm 25. Okay, I feel so like you do a, walk. Like, I feel like an old man. But um, been destroyed. I, I played soccer and I did a lot of hiking okay. and I did a lot of running when I was younger. And jumping off of two-story buildings. Yes, yeah. Um, and parkour. And yeah. <laughs> Internet and sensation I, 2007. Yeah. Yeah, I was part of that. And then, uh, so I I got patellofemoral disorder in both of my knees, and I could not carry, like, um, I, I could not go backpacking for more than, like, three days. Wow. Not oh, carrying wow. more than, like, 25 pounds, because literally when I got back, 
I could not move my knees. Like I could not bend my knees mm. when I got back. Wow. And um, so I uh, kind of got into ultralight backpacking, which is the definitions kind of um, vary. Some people say under 20 pounds. Some people say under 10 pounds. For your pack weight. For your uh, pack okay. weight. Okay. So it is pretty official then. So literally you have about yourself, the clothes, and then Forrest, and that's ultralight backpacking. <laughs> yeah, she we can't ultralight with him. I, mean, I guess he, I guess he gets a 20-pound pack himself, right? So <laughs> He yeah. should. Pack all yeah. the as long as him. he carries. Carry under, your own stuff, yeah. kid. <laughs> um, but uh, Hannah and I got into backpacking after we got married, and then um, I kind of I got her in more into lightweight or ultra lightweight backpacking. Yeah, you hear you hear our son in the background. There you hear this chirping. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, having a conversation with himself. That's good. In his bed. That's great. <laughs> um, one thing that I would love to hear a little bit more about is we kind of glossed over. You're in a a pretty beautiful part of the world. Uh, over here where we are in Canada, we have sort of the up north where there's like pretty nice trees and nice lakes. But do you guys have like redwoods and like and all kinds of beautiful scenery. Like, paint a picture for the types of places you're camping. Yeah, uh, Hannah just went to go get for us because he's going crazy. Yeah, no but, problem. Um, yeah, the Central Coast, I've been to, I think, about 40-some states. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, 23 countries. And I'd say the Central Coast is still my favorite place in the world. Yeah. Really? It, it has mountains, it has valleys, it has rivers, it has creeks, and then you're on the coast, so there's the ocean, obviously, and then there's there's cliffs, and then there's sand dunes, there's palm trees, and there's pine trees, there's redwoods, there's sequoias. Um, it is, it is sweet. That's the farther east you go, the more desert um, you get, and the more f kind of like flat it becomes. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's uh, a, a place that we definitely want to visit. We've taken a road trip across uh, the country, and when we went south, we only went as far as about Seattle, so we didn't get... Uh, oh, no. I know, I know. We we kind of ran out of time, and our, and our vehicle was being very uh, frustrating, so we had to turn yeah. around and go home. But uh, <laughs> it's something that I would I would absolutely love to see. Have like, you guys um, yes. chosen to live there as you found it to be the ultimate spot uh, well i grew up here okay and hannah moved from minnesota oh wow. and then um she was living up in the san francisco area once we got married we moved back here and we have thought about moving and then uh reality sunk in and we realized that would um have been a mistake even though it's really expensive to live here like right. sometimes we want to move because it's so expensive but then um you know we we realize we can drive like 40 minutes and be in one of the most beautiful right. places. Sure. Hey, Hannah, so. you're kind of just uh, like blopping in and out. Is that you there? Um, it's Forrest. Oh, okay. yeah, that's, that's Forrest. <laughs> He's talking to himself. <laughs> that was him also. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, what would be, for you guys out there, what would be sort of your ideal living situation? Like, I mean, being so close to all of this, you know, beautiful nature. I think that we'd like to be a little bit outside of, you know, major cities, yeah. um, which we are right now, but we had this sweet place when we first got married that was like in the forest. It was an A-frame cottage. We didn't have yeah. like neighbors real close. I am in 
Oh my. That's not me. <laughs> um, it was nice because we were like five minutes from the beach, yeah. and now we're like probably like twenty minutes. But um, that wow. house. Was... Okay. <laughs> No worries. It's, it's, it's I mean, but being twenty minutes from the beach, right? That's yeah. Upsetting our for ideal, anyone. our ideal living situation would be, oh gosh, <laughs> um, it would be. Um, I'm into like simplicity and and minimalism. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Let's talk a bit about that. Yeah. So um, I would like to own land one day, and I'd like to have like my own like tiny house on a bunch of land mm, um, cool so that would be my ideal living situation when han and i first got married we wanted to get uh, an airstream like the silver mm-hmm. um oh, yeah trailers yeah. and kind of live out of that and then that way our house is you know kind of wherever we take it oh my gosh oh my gosh hey <laughs> let me let me get a a vocal shield real quick so we'll just have to cut this out sure you have a vocal shield that's pretty cool yeah, well, I did, like, music recording and stuff like that, so. All right, the vocal shield is almost up. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's almost up, and I think Forrest will fall asleep soon. It was just a little difficult with him and his scheduling. Yeah. I played a, I did a house show last night. Okay. And okay. he was up pretty late. Some friends were doing a little small little tour oh nice oh Oh, sweet so you had them through your place yeah they they came in they played at uh it was at his parents it was yeah it was actually at my parents house they have a big house in town and they hosted it It was really nice that's awesome living room shows are all the rage these days yeah are they big in canada uh they're starting to get a little a little bigger um around here like you hear about them more often right right than you used to all, all right, right. Well, so are we back yeah yep. yeah i think we're back let's uh what was that question you were guys were asking um i wanted to just stay on topic with the um minimalist lifestyle and what your goals are and where you're what, what direction you're heading with simplifying your life and getting into possessions and things like that and, and what's the process been well i originally got into minimalism and simple simplicity or simplifying my life through ultralight backpacking okay um because ultralight backpacking's philosophy is a lot different from camping or from backpacking in general and so the philosophy kind of is to enjoy and to be intentional um about your your time outdoors and to rely on your knowledge uh more than possessions or more than gear Hmm. and so I kind of got into the whole simplicity movement through a roundabout way and then got into minimalism and it's for me it's a lot more about just enjoying what you value and um, being intentional in what you have and in how you spend your time right and and rather than focusing on what you don't have yeah rather than focusing on what you don't have and for me, it's become a lot about time also. Um, I did like the 100 Things Challenge for a year because I lived in my truck for, for two years, and um, I only had 100 possessions for, for one of those years. Back wow. up, was, back up, back up. Hold on a second. <laughs> you lived in your truck for two years? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, during college. That's awesome. That's amazing. He had a really cool platform set up and like storage on the side and two people could sleep in there. So he had his friends sleep over a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we it was before like the like van life and everything got real popular. Yeah. And so not to be like a total hipster, but I just had <laughs> no I did, had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't trying to be cool or anything like that. I was just trying to save money yeah. on rent. <laughs> wow. So. That is wild. That's awesome. I'm sure that was a pretty fascinating experience. 100 possessions. That that boggles our mind because I immediately think of, well, wait, what happens in the winter when it's minus 40 degrees? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> we, I Especially live... not in San Diego. It's like almost Mexico. Right. Yeah, right. We, it was in San Diego. And so, like, sometimes in the morning, like, 8 o'clock rolls around and I'm, like, dying from heat. And I have to get out of my truck. It's like a greenhouse. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I got into minimalism and simplicity through that. And then I've been focusing a lot more on like kind of like hobbies and things like that. And friends also because like I I don't have a lot of time and I want to spend my time wisely and value and and, like invest in things that I find value in. So we I like I don't have a ton of friends, but the friends that I have are like really good friends. And I used to have a ton of hobbies, but I was never really great mm-hmm. at at them. And so I've kind of had to pare that down. And I think for um, possessions, um, I've always kind of been like very very simple. But it's been a little difficult, like being married to like pare our our items and our possessions down, just because like having a kid has so he has so much stuff yeah and and hannah's slowly been getting into simplicity but it's It's a little different different for for me though because the main thing is clothes and zach can like literally wear he has like what four (laughs) t-shirts like and then he wears like he could wear the same one like every day that week and like not care about it but like it's so different for me because i want to like i like fashion and i want to like be fashionable you know and i want to like i can't just wear the same thing over and over again because i get bored and i like i'm like i don't want to wear that over and over again which is like it sounds so weird but like if you're a girl you know and it's just so like figuring that out like making sure well not making sure but trying to like when i buy something make sure it's like obviously good quality and like comes from an ethical like standpoint right that's that's way more expensive than just, you know, going to Target and buying something mm-hmm. that like maybe came from like slavery or something, you know? So it's just like, that's that's like such a hard line when you're a girl and you're trying to like be fashionable. But I'm trying, I'm like making small steps towards that and like we're moving next week. So we're getting rid of like a ton of stuff. Oh, well, big, I am. Big purge coming. No, Han- yeah. Hannah, I think that's, that's great. And I think pretty realistic, like even my wife and I, we try to like look around our house and say kind of, I think what a, a minimalism principle is, you know, only own stuff that you actually use. So we kind of look around our house and we're like, wow, we have kind of a lot of stuff. We're in a, a little basement yeah. apartment, but like we kind of use it all. And yeah, we have like things that we use for different things, but even, even all the stuff that we have, like you, you use a lot of it and yeah. some of it you don't use quite as much, but you kind of need it for this scenario. So it definitely is a really big challenge to sort of, like constantly be letting go of different things because at a certain point you're like well i use all this stuff and especially if you have a kid too you're like uh so he kind of needs a certain amount of things yeah. for all the different things yeah. that happen in life and 
it's definitely a, a challenge. So that's kind of why we're interested in hearing what that journey's been like for you guys as you kind of explore what it means to live with less. And Hannah, was Zach the one to introduce you to this, or did you uh, kind of yeah. bring this with you from Minnesota? No, no, no. He was the one to introduce me to this. This is like, it was a foreign concept to me before. Right. I was like, I didn't care about it at all. And I remember mm. when I first heard about, like, <laughs> this is like kind of maybe a little bit off topic, but when I first heard of like ethical clothing versus non-ethical clothing, like fast fashion and like yep. all that, and I was like floored. I'm like, obviously it makes sense to just go buy something that's like, you know, eight bucks at like Forever 21 or something rather than what, $100 Wait, for a shirt? do you guys have shirt? Forever 21 in uh, Canada? Oh, we sure do. Yeah. John 316 oh, printed on every bag. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, we hear you. Uh, yeah, so that was like very foreign to me, and I remember thinking like, how can anyone have a wardrobe full of like completely ethically made clothing and like good yeah. quality stuff that's gonna last? But so that's why it's hard. I have to like, if I'm going to do that, it's, I'm taking small steps. I still have a ton of stuff in my closet that's like not the best quality, sure. and I don't know where it came from. But I'm like slowly trying to get rid of it and and like you know have better stuff in my closet that works with more and I don't know sure it's a journey for sure absolutely one thing that I always try to do with different types of purchases I always try to like lower myself in the food chain so if I can avoid buying something brand new I, I will always try to do that so uh, like yeah. I can't really see myself ever buying a brand new car and I'm happy to go on the record saying that to hold myself accountable oh, uh, like right, I like right. I like thrift shopping for clothes I'm on Kijiji for everything like in kind of What's the, Kijiji? Oh, it's like the oh, Canadian Craigslist. Craigslist. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. okay. But way better. Kijiji. <laughs> uh, so like all, all that kind of stuff where, you know, how can we kind of, I kind of just like the idea of lowering myself in the in the food chain. Right. Yeah. Right, right. It's a principle I kind of try to. Well, I love thrift stores too. That's like, that's the best. Totally. One question that we've been asking ourselves as we're packing up everything is, um, would someone else find more value in this than I am right now yeah wow and, cool and that's been like a huge thing like we love waffles right and i i work at a church with high schoolers and so we like make waffles for events and things like that but we have three waffle makers <laughs> in your in house, house right now in our yeah. house and i was one like, round mm -hmm. one mickey mouse shaped and another <laughs> yeah <heart -shaped." laughs> and i was like um I am sure that someone else uh, would find more value in this waffle maker than us because we haven't used it in the past nine months. Sure. Right. Yeah. And we have two more. Well, so. and when you're like getting rid of stuff too, and you're like, wait, but this person gave it to me. It was a gift. I cannot get rid of this. But then you're like, okay, I, know. I literally do not use it. And I don't even really like it that much, but like they gave it to me. So I want to keep it. But if I like give it to a thrift store or maybe sell it, somebody else who really wants it could like love it, you know, right. totally. and they could find more value in it. And that would actually, I think, I'm not sure about everyone, but I think that the person who gave you that gift. They, they want it to be valued. They want it to be enjoyed. And right. if you're just storing it in your garage, like it would be better yeah. for you to give it away yeah. and have someone else use it and someone else appreciate it, someone else who needed it and yeah. not just let it sit in your garage or whatever. Yeah, totally. but that's the hardest reason, like that's the hardest reason to get, to like not get rid of something, I guess, is sentimental reasons. Is that's why, that's the only problem that I have with getting rid of stuff right. for, for the most part. So that, cause I'm like, wait, I was wearing this shirt when this happened and I found <laughs> out this. And so it's like, I can't get rid of this, yeah. even though I don't wear it anymore. It's so. special. And even though you have a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, that, uh, 
that's that's what it is for me but sure. that's what all of the the minimalists um recommend is if it's hard for you to get rid of sentimental things take a picture of it right and and then give it away yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of times you never ever look at that yeah, picture. you don't miss it it's very like, true you don't miss it yeah. yeah man well that sounds like a pretty awesome journey you guys are on it's exciting <laughs> and exciting to see where you guys are going to be in the future and hopefully this is stuff you guys are going to be talking about on your podcast everyone can listen in on yeah. yeah. Whoa, yeah. they have a podcast? Oh, yeah, I think they <laughs> yes. do. Guys, why, yes, why, do. why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about your podcast? <laughs> um, <I'm boot. laughs> sorry. I, yeah, oh, I, on. <laughs> I can't, sorry. I've been listening uh, to your guys' episodes, and that is one thing that makes me happy is your, your Canadian accent. <laughs> hey, whatever sells. <laughs> right? I kind of wish I was Canadian. <laughs> I didn't even Especially. catch that you were making fun of us there. I was like, what are they laughing about right now? <laughs> it was really passive-aggressive. Wait, could you say, I don't know if this is a Canadian thing or if it's just a, like, North American, like, North, like, Minnesota and yeah. states like that. But wh- how do you guys, like, say, like, dragon or um, what are some of the bag, bag. or um, what are some of the tag. other things? Tag. How do you say words like tag? that? Tag. Tag dragon. dragon? Dragon. Dragon? <laughs> Dragon? With an A. Fire. Like a <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's beside the point. <laughs> um, yeah, we started a podcast about the same time that you guys launched one, and um, uh, it has been interesting. It's I, called the Way Fam Podcast, or the Way Family Podcast. What nice. It? It's just the Way Fam. The Way Fam. Come on. Which, which is us. We are the Way Fam. W-A-Y. W-A-Y. Yep. W-A-Y. And it's just, it's not like a specific subject, I guess. It's about our lives and like what we're interested in and what we kind of know about, which isn't a ton. <laughs> yeah, we're not experts in every, in, in anything, anything, in anything at all. But um, we talk about parenting, we talk about camping, backpacking, minimalism, simplicity, relationships, friendships, That's uh, cool. cooking, cooking, starting a small business, oh, like nice. Etsy stuff and. You know, just yeah. random stuff. And we talk a we talk a lot about social media because that permeates our like entire culture. Yeah. Here, so that's very cool. Now, um, Hannah, do you have an Etsy shop or something? I do. Oh, I have cool. an Etsy shop. It's called Handmade. I make beanies. Nice. And um, I make them for kids and adults and babies, and it's very fun. Very I love cool. It. Awesome. Yeah. So, guys, make sure to check out the WayFam podcast. I'm sure you guys are on iTunes and all that other good stuff. Yes, we are. Yep. And SoundCloud and Everywhere. our blog. And I'm sure we can uh, put some helpful directions on our show notes. Yeah. So one more thing before we go, guys. We'd love to get uh, your perspective on some practical tips for people to add more adventure to their life. You know, we started this podcast kind of thinking we're two guys we're married we have jobs but how can we kind of have every day an adventure and so when i look at what you guys are doing it's like yeah you guys got jobs you got your family you have a baby so how how do you guys make time for adventure and what are some tips that you could uh give to our listeners about how they can find adventure uh in the everyday as well all right well i'll answer first i i work like 60 maybe 70 hours a week and it, we're really busy, especially having a kid. But now that we've en- we've like gotten married and had a kid, we're parents, we're married, and we're like real adults. I thought that our life was just gonna be over because that's what <laughs> kind of that's like what everyone says, right? Right? Yeah. It, it totally like, is. You you get married and your life is over, and then you have a kid and your life is like doubly really over. <laughs> yeah. 
and um, it's not it's not true. It's just not true. Um, so we have just continued our normal life. We're a little bit more busy, but we're we still do things that um, we you know think are adventurous. We go we go camping. We go backpacking. We do road trips. Um, we go visit friends, and um, all that stuff is fun and it's great and there there's a lot of adventure in that but one thing that I have realized is with having a kid and being a dad you kind of see everything through a fresh perspective you're getting to experience life through your your child's eyes and they're experiencing everything new so everything is fresh with them everything's a new experience and so every day is an adventure like every day you're learning something new, every day you're experiencing something for the first time, and I'd say that's a big part of adventure is experience, yeah, and learning, right? Mm-hmm. And so with being married, you learn things about yourself. Um, uh, parenting, you learn, uh, you also learn things about yourself. Sure, but you you kind of get to experience things in a new light so that's, it's really cool to take like my son camping and have him experience big giant redwoods or you know a waterfall or the <laughs> snow for the first time it's just it's crazy it's awesome um and we you know still have normal days where i work like 10 hours a day and then come back and we get to like we just taught our son how to fist pump to like, <laughs> nice. metal, to, like hardcore music yeah, that's and awesome. uh, it's like one of the coolest things ever. So. That's like what you're most excited about becoming a parent is teaching him how to fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we there's adventure every day. Yeah, um, totally. But if you if you think that your life is just like boring and you're not you're comparing yourself to others and you're thinking about like, oh, like this person just did a nine month road trip mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm just sitting here doing schoolwork or whatever. Right. Then you're not going to think that you're not, you're not going to be open to the adventures that are going on in your life currently because you think that you have to have this crazy adventure. Yeah. Right. Uh, like what you see on social media or yeah. something like that. Which can be pretty poisonous at times to, you know, focus on those amazing photographs and think that that's what you need to be doing it's just kind of unrealistic right and they do that maybe once a year and you're Mm -hmm. thinking like that is is their their life life." yeah right so it's a little bit um it's a little bit tricky with social media to um think that you can find adventure in everyday life Mm -hmm. but it it's really easy if you just kind of peel back the layers and um enjoy what your your normal everyday life is that's awesome any tips from you hannah um i think that i mean i would agree with everything that zach said also but i think that if you make it a priority to like just get outside and you know see things in your area then i think that that is the best advice that i could give you because if you really want to do that then you will do that you know like you will make it a priority to yourself so i I try to take forests outside like every day, even if it's just to the park or like, mm-hmm. you know, walking around in the Target parking lot, you know. <laughs> so but I also try to take him to the beach like once a week. He loves the sand, you know, so it's just like little stuff like that. I take him mm-hmm. on hikes and I make it a priority. It's not like the easiest thing in the world, but that's important to me because I love it and I want Forrest to grow up learning to love it as well. So just make it a priority and and 
don't take your like wherever you live for granted because right. there can be good stuff where you live just because you don't live like near the ocean or the mountains or something like that doesn't mean there's not beautiful places in your area or like doesn't mean you can't find adventure you know so absolutely just don't, don't take that for granted either and yeah, we don't have don't. a beach <laughs> <laughs> well that is sad but you could come well, visit us and well, use our beach well we don't have redwoods <laughs> Well, we come visit us for that too. <laughs> All right, we, we might have to d- just do that one day. You should. Yeah. That'd be great, guys. Th- thanks uh, so very much for coming on the podcast. We love your your zest for life, the perspective that you have, and uh, we just so appreciate you sharing uh, a little bit of your story with us today. Yes, Thank you. thanks Thank for having you. us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I think Forrest wants to say hi real quick because he is banging on the walls. <laughs> hey, Forrest, get him on here. Do you want to say hi? Forrest, can you say hi? Can you say hello? Can you sing? Oh, he's waving. He's just waving at the microphone. <laughs> We're waving, too. He's, uh, he's confused. Yeah, th- this is an audio podcast, Forrest. <laughs> Get it together. Can you hear? Say hello. Hey, buddy. Yeah, he's not He's not responding. He's like <laughs> blank stare. He's like, what is going on? Uh, what awesome. is all this stuff on the table? Uh, all right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thank all you. Right, thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Zach and Hannah, that was great. Thanks uh, so much for chatting with us. We have learned a lot from that short little conversation and really inspiring for us to change up some of the things we do and in our, you know, adventure. And I think it was helpful to hear from them too, right? Like they have a, they have a baby. You heard how awesome Forrest was in that, in that little clip there a couple of times, like that's real life. Yeah. And so it's cool to, again, just, uh, chat with them and, and be sure to check out their podcast. It's called the way fam podcast. You can find it on iTunes and we'll uh, post a link in the show notes yeah. and, and to all that. So cool. Yeah. Um, oh, one last thing. Last week we asked you to think of a friend who loves adventure and share the podcast with them. Uh, consider this a friendly reminder that if you have not already done so, shoot them a quick text. Say, hey, I, I listen to this podcast that you might find interesting. We would really appreciate you sharing the show with your friends as we want to continue to grow our audience and uh, share adventure with as many people as possible. Coming up now, we have a track called Come Find Me by Texas King. Texas King is going to be releasing some new music in the next little bit, and we are excited to uh, be working with them to uh, release that in a couple weeks' time. But for now, we're going to leave you with this track, Come Find Me, from their 2013 EP. Thanks, guys. Catch you next week. She said it's time for her to be leaving. She said she's scared that I can't be strong. But I can, you know I won't fall apart I guess I'll need just a little more patience Cause she'll be away for oh so long But I can fade away, gotta carry on It's just too hard
I'll try my very best to stay strong. Yes, I'll try my very best to hold on. Take a small vacation into your life to see where you've been taken. And I'll be holding on, cause this is worth the waiting. Once again, that was Come Find Me by Texas King. Join us next week for a conversation with our friends Jason and Brianna, who, along with some of their friends, started a company building tiny luxury homes. We have a great conversation about the build process, the lifestyle switch, and what it's like to start a company with your friends. Here's a sneak peek. Where do you guys um, see it going down the road, um, kind of the future of tiny houses? like? Is it kind of a community built where, like, I don't want to say like a trailer park, but where they could all be together? But is that something that's happening out uh, out your way? That's what we would like. We would like to see like almost like a high end type thing, like yeah. a not a trailer park. I don't want to say high end, but... high end communities, of... like a community of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's been a couple popping up and and starting to do development across the country, but. Um, it's it's definitely something that we'd like to see and we'd like to be a part of is building a, some sort of little community where you know there might be one big facility where people can come and, and get together and, and yeah. they have all their tiny homes parked around it uh, you know and, and set up really beautifully really nicely um, but uh, yeah that'd be really great. Mm-hmm.